0: Hey buddy, and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today's going to be a Q and a episode. Uh, we're going to quickly kind of recap a few things that have been going on, uh, stuff we've been watching and stuff like that, and then just move on into questions. So um, let's kick it off with you, Don. Uh, you went and saw The Eternals, and then you saw Casino, right?
1: Well, I mean, Casino is from a movie from 2000, so yeah, but like... Uh...
0: Well, I don't um, know. Maybe
1: it's a little late getting to Canada or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I saw Eternals yesterday, That which is like, you know, a Marvel movie. And uh, uh, Matt Chrisman has kind of said that his whole thing on it was that basically like if that movie succeeds, we are uh, failed kind of as a culture kind of thing because it's, like, <laughs> it's okay. like there's no pre-awareness really involved in it kind of thing. Like unless you're like a hardcore comics fan or something like that you wouldn't know who any of these people are they have names like druig and uh i don't know like icarus and all this stuff but like they're just they they, it's it's one of those things where like half of what they say in the movie just it doesn't it doesn't really make sense like i don't know it's it's a very very thing it's like supposed to be these like eternal beings who uh are there's like uh it's it's almost like a god-like guy like they almost worship him uh called erisham and uh he's like this giant red sort of like it looks sort of like a robot kind of like the iron giant kind of thing but like uh uh he has like powers over the universe and stuff and in some way it's implied that like the development of humanity was because of this group of eternals on earth and stuff and like they gave us technologies and, and helped us advance and stuff. But so you got to understand, this is like, okay, it's, it is a mentally kids movie, right? Like it's like, it's, it's a PG movie, Disney, all that and stuff. So it's, it's really, really lowest common denominator kind of stuff. But like in the movie, it's just, they go all these weird ways with it. Like, uh, there's a scene where like after, uh, the Hiroshima bombing, uh, it, That there's this, like, black scientist guy walking around. A what? Hmm? A what? (laughs) A black (laughs) scientist. Okay. A black (laughs) black scientist guy walking around the wreckage of, like, you know, after the nuclear war. And he just starts crying. And he says, they're not worth saving. They're not worth saving. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) About, like, humanity. (laughs) And, like, stuff like that. Like, there's lots of weird stuff in it like that. Where it's, like, there's, like.
0: This is a satanic movie. <laughs>
1: it is there's like, there's there's a scene where like they're in like, I guess it's like the conquistadors, whatever, like fighting the Aztec or whatever. I don't know what the you know I don't know much about history, but like, uh, um, and they're like just chasing them down and shooting people and stuff. And there's like the war and stuff, and the guy just starts yelling this isn't war this is genocide it's like okay but this is like a this is like a kids movie right like it's like i don't know it's very it's very funny to me that like all these movies now have to be like they have to try to get like cred in them kind of thing like they have yeah. to sort of make it look like uh it's uh, somehow like you know doing justice to history or something like that stuff and it just ends up being really bizarre um there's a bunch of like famous people in it uh that are in it really just sort of like incidentally like, like Selma Hayek is in it for like, I would say her total screen time is maybe like five minutes or maybe 10 minutes or something like that kind of thing. But you know, all the promotion and stuff she's out up front, you know, and stuff. And then like uh, Angelina Jolie's in it. But what they did for some reason in this movie is made her kind of like, it looks like she's like deep on Xanax the whole time. Like she just looks sort of slightly confused and she doesn't talk much she's sort of usually in the background at one point they actually have her drawing with like basically crayons on the ground kind of thing like on these little little (laughs) pieces of paper i'm like i'm like okay i i had like you know just because i'm sick i'm reading like articles about it and stuff and it's like about how she helped all the other people around her with her like acting skills and stuff and i'm like Mm. i'm like she's basically i don't know mental in this and um yeah i don't know it's really it's really strange and the whole movie they just have to constantly be like explaining things kind of thing because it's just you know no one knows who these people are right like i'm I'm sitting there and it's like oh yeah like kingo and druig and all this <laughs> I know, just,
0: oh yeah. is this where kingo came from? I yeah i didn't realize that was a, yeah uh, i didn't know what that was
1: uh that kumail guy um kumail in, nanjiani yeah yeah he, like and he he gets like he was really ripped for the movie and stuff and I don't know, it's just... Uh, he he actually... There's, like, a... You know, the, the climax where they have to, like, fight the... You know, do the big battle, whatever kind of stuff, right? Like, inevitable and these kind of things. But, like, uh, um he just, like, leaves. He's like, I can't fight against these people. Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> he just, like, leaves for, like... I don't know, which I thought was good because it's, like... It's obvious, like, I don't know, just all, like, reshoots and stuff and, like, just, just like, a total mess and stuff. I don't know. But it, it's funny because, uh, you know, obviously, they they went through uh, sort of stages of grief kind of thing, like, trying to sell the movie as being, like, transformational and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I don't know, they put, like, little things in it. Like, there's, like, a guy, like, the the scientist guy is, like, a gay dad kind of thing in it. And just, like, I don't know. It's funny because it's, like, it's just a perfect example of them sitting down and, like, being, like, okay, we've got this media product that is, like, part of our portfolio of like marvel stuff and we've got to like force it into uh, some sort of mass you know like it's got to be one of our big releases or something like that kind of thing right like it's got to be so they just you know it, it they have to like somehow strain to make it like an actual movie and stuff and i don't know it's very funny right and uh, but here's the thing you know it's very obvious. People just don't go see it. Then, if you don't like it, no, no, no. I am having a good time. I'm sitting there smiling, being like, "This is just <laughs> so dumb," and so I'm so happy about it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just really, it's it's really really silly. So yeah.
0: All right. I had like no opinion on the movie, and then you start describing it, and I. <laughs> <laughs> immediately to strongly negative yeah, yeah. it's like mask off shirk you know yeah sure sure <laughs> like yeah 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 demigods and then there's some like robot god that they worship and they're all eternal i don't know it's trying
1: to be like really like far out there kind of thing like that's the whole point of it is try to be like weird and like the other ones are not like you know other marvel movies are pretty straightforward like I don't know, like you got to fight the alien kind of stuff and all that kind of thing. And in this one, they're trying to like make it more like, you know, there's whole sequences of them like floating in space and stuff like that kind of thing. Oh, the other thing that's good. I'm I'm spoiling it because there's no, there's no, you know, if you, if you get mad at that, there's just something wrong. But like uh, at the end, uh, one of the main heroes guys turns out to actually have been sort of a villain kind of thing. Um, And like, uh, so at the end, he's like, (laughs) this is so good this is so good at the end he he uh he's basically like well i'm sorry i i kind of like you know turned on you guys whatever and then (laughs) and then he flies directly into the sun (laughs) like he just he just he's he's standing there and or like floating or whatever and then he just goes okay he was on earth and they show him just fly directly from the earth (laughs) into the sun which i thought was (laughs) a great moment because it's just like I don't know. Does he uh,
0: live there or something? No, <laughs> no I think it?
1: he just. I think he just kills himself. Because after, they're, they're like, uh, after that, they're like. After that, they're like, "Where is he?" or something, and then they're like, "He's gone. He's gone he's forever." The, or Something. Yeah, he's in the sun. He <laughs> <laughs> just flies into the sun. I don't know. I thought that was that's probably the best way that a uh, character's art can end in a movie. Is just like okay, gotta go, and that happens a lot in this movie. Is like people just like leave or do stuff or like they kind of like you know, just get swept out of the movie or into it or again or whatever and stuff. I don't know. So, yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. It's funny too, because in, in the theater, I would say that like there, there was like maybe a few people my age or something like that, but like most of the movie people there, it was mostly empty too. And this was for like the premiere of it kind of thing, right? In our small town. Uh, most of the people there were, uh, there was only like a handful of people there and they were like in their seventies basically. So, mm. It was kind of funny because, like, I, I have no idea what they were expecting or were going to get out of it or anything like that. I think it was just more of a getting out of the house kind of movie for all of us. In, like Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Don't know.
0: So, uh, yeah. At that age, it's probably not any more confusing than anything else. Sure. So. Yeah. Probably. I imagine they liked it.
1: It was also funny because I had forgotten all of the stuff that, like, people's jokes about it really you know because they're just like ephemeral kind of little jokes online and you just see something from the movie that's like over the last year or whatever and it's like okay that's that looks dumb so there's just stuff that would just happen and i would just start laughing like uh there's like a character in the movie that's deaf Mm -hmm. and uh so they always do like sign language with her and stuff (laughs) it's just uh it's just funny because you know there's people you know i mean like there's whole like disney like uh Culture like cottage industry kind of stuff like in the things probably like executives going to like some like Deaf Alliance of America meeting or something like that and being like so you just I don't know it's funny and uh, in the movie like she can hear because she can sense vibrations or something that she can hear what everyone else is saying but she still like can't speak or something so she has to do the sign language and so it doesn't really it's just kind of you know and she's some sort of immortal super being that was created by arisham so it's like
0: yeah figure it out lady like you got all the time in the world you can do this vibrational understanding stuff like you can figure out something i don't know sure yeah
1: so yeah yeah but i i was thinking that while i was watching it that yeah there's a lot of sure there's a lot of like stuff about like how the reason why earth exists is so that like it can give birth to some sort of like giant super being called a celestial that's inside the core of the earth and stuff and like i don't know yeah
0: that's that's like exactly like william dudley pelly bill cooper you know yeah 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 like esoteric nazi stuff sure and uh yeah so anyways that
1: was fun and casino i mean casino is just a great movie have you ever seen it or
0: oh yeah yeah but it's been a long time like i just sort of remember like little iconic moments and stuff i don't really remember it as a movie
1: yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, sure. That 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 was my situation too. I hadn't seen it in maybe at least ten years, I think, and uh, um, maybe longer. And yeah, it was it was. I was you know grinning the whole time. It was so good. But uh, um, yeah, not much to say about that one because it's just a. I
0: don't know. It's, it's well, great. Where would you rank it? Let's let's do a Scorsese rankings real quick. So Goodfellas. Uh, well, I mean, with the mob movies, you know. Let's keep it. Yeah. To that, so good fellas um casino i guess departed kind of counts um yeah. the irishman what am i missing here
1: um uh mean streets i guess is sort of i'm not sure i don't know yeah it's uh, pretty early um i would put uh departed pretty low and uh irishman low Mm -hmm. um i enjoyed the irishman a lot when i saw it but it's sort of like you know there's a lot of like stuff that you start to think about afterwards you're really kind of like yeah i guess it's you know it's okay but it's like i don't know it's not like it's not like casinos casinos just like i think it's almost perfect like there's just so much interesting stuff in it and that so um goodfellas i haven't seen in a long time uh i don't think but like i I rewatched it it
0: fairly recently oh yeah Past couple years, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it wasn't as good as I remembered. Oh, really? The pacing
1: felt weird. Oh yeah, I I would put that either number one or close to. Maybe maybe just below casino. I'm not sure. Maybe above. I'm not sure. But sure. I mean, I just saw casino and loved it, so it's hard to, you know. Um, I think I might have rewatched a bit of. Good fellows recently and then just uh did you know just ended up watching other stuff i was trying to make a rule that i wouldn't watch stuff i'd already seen just so that i could watch more stuff that i wanted to see mm-hmm. and uh, that failed and was a bad idea i think because
0: just watch what you yeah. want to watch you know sure yeah what's it matter it's all. it's all just junk you know sure
1: um, you were saying that you uh, are watching some sort
0: of YouTube thing or something or uh, <laughs> serial killers. Yeah, it's okay. So it, it's it's pretty goofy, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this thing. It's programmed to kill, uh, which is you know that book by Dave McGowan about serial killers. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Not really. Uh, so it, it's a it's it's a conspiracy theory book that is. Uh, I haven't read it, but it it I guess the argument is that. The whole phenomenon of uh, serial killers is not what we've been led to believe it is with like this, you know, these like crazy wackos acting alone and, you know, there's some level of criminal genius kind of a thing going on and and all that. Uh, He's arguing that there's he doesn't make from what I understand, he doesn't make any like hard conclusions. He's just sort of connecting dots and being like, well, this, this is odd, right? and uh so he's drawing a lot of connections between serial killers the military and the intelligence uh community um organized crime uh satanic cults and kind of like showing how a lot of the same people filtering through the same places uh, you know um a lot of the killers have like military training at the exact same locations under the same people um uh, a lot of cults uh related to that a lot of uh, a lot of these stories have like either the killers themselves or eyewitnesses or um the initial investigations by the police all initially suspect like multiple people and then it always ends up being like just one guy like ted bundy or john wayne gacy or whatever mm-hmm. and um i don't know it was just kind of interesting really uh what's very compelling about it is the soundtrack whoever put this together has done a very good job of uh Putting like excellent trip hop music in the background, so it's mm-hmm. very, very listenable, very watchable. Yeah.
1: How much have you listened to it? Like how much?
0: Well, I'm I'm on part ten, okay. and it's 259 parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like around 10 minutes each, so it's not like, you know, sure. that's it's not an incredible amount of time or anything. But uh, he's been putting this together. He or she has been putting this together since 2010, and um, the most recent one was added like earlier, like just a couple months ago or something. So it's still actively being, you know, compiled and produced, but it's like every, every single killer or whatever that you can think of is, is, uh, on here. A lot of my, I'm not familiar with, but, um, they went with Jeffrey Dahmer and, uh, Ted bunny to start off with and, uh, kind of scrolling through it. I saw like Columbine is on there and all this kind of stuff. So, hmm. I don't know it's i i i like this stuff i I like it like uh just reading or watching the stuff that's like pointing pointing out facts or whatever I'm not necessarily like uh drawn to any conclusions at at this point, but you know seems interesting, sure um
1: yeah, was there any other media consumption or stuff like that or
0: um not really not since dune oh yeah um yeah, just, just kind of been doing my usual podcast routine
1: mm-hmm. um so we had also uh brought up maybe that like uh i was gonna maybe visit you guys in chicago yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like uh that probably is not gonna happen because uh i don't know like it just uh, there's there's all these tests involved now you have to do and stuff and i don't really uh um, it says that like the one at the airport in Chicago is like $145 American or something like that kind of thing, a, a one way kind of thing. And, um, I've heard you can get it like a, the one that the U S requires is cheaper and it's only like 20 or $30 or something like that in Canada. But like, uh, you know, you have to do both obviously. So, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So, and just, it would have ended up, you know, altogether, everything just costing a lot. So, um, cause it's kind of last minute, I guess. So yeah Um, sure the tickets alone yeah yeah so that didn't work out but uh um I don't know we'll we'll have to plan something for next year or something like that or see what happens and I don't know hopefully I feel like uh as we sort of shift towards uh COVID just being something that's sort of ambient um and that we just kind of deal with hopefully uh like if that happens (laughs) then then uh that should make the travel stuff a bit easier, I think, because uh, I don't know. I can't see them doing this stuff for years and years. Hopefully, so we'll yeah.
0: See. Once all the weak have died, yeah, it won't be a problem anymore. Pretty
1: much, yeah. So, Just well, wait I'm, it I'm, out. I'm pretty weak, so I don't, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. But like, uh,
0: you know what I mean? Like, uh, there, there's an angel yeah. protecting you, Don. Don't sure. worry. Okay, I believe that a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks, but that's, you know, it is what it is. Sure. Chicago in December isn't exactly the most uh, attractive place to, to visit, I think. Sure.
1: Yeah. I've done it before. I mean, I, I, I visited you a few times in uh, in the winter, and uh, it is yeah. it is one of those things where, like, the wind is just, you know, you're walking around, the wind is just, like, cutting into you, basically, even if you're bundled up. and. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's... Uh, it would have been nice, so
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> sure, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was gonna start watching this uh entire history of step nomads and city builders, oh on, really what's on that? the history time YouTube channel. I don't know, okay. I'm just loading up all these like uh <laughs> these like crappy YouTube documentaries. I mean they're they're decent, right, for what they are, but they're still like you know, just some guy made this stuff, you know? Yeah. But there's, there's a few a, of these yeah. history channels that are, I don't know. They're kind of fun.
1: I, uh, found out that, uh, YouTube has, uh, bootlegs of a lot of, uh, um, Chinese propaganda movies. Oh yeah. And, uh, so I might start watching those, uh, there's a, with, with English subtitles and, uh, they're, uh, there's one that I've already seen that came out, I think 10 years ago or so, uh, which was about the founding of the communist party. And, um, these are like, uh, they're, they're documentaries, but they're, they're like uh, live action kind of thing. Like they and they usually have like very famous actors in them and stuff like that too. Um, and they're like set in different times, but uh, it, I've seen the one that's like, uh, I think it might be called Founding of a Republic. No, that, that might be a different one. But like uh, there's one that's like, I can't remember what it is. It's something to do with the party. And uh, it's uh, it's funny because they just run through like, because it, they can't leave people out, right? It's, it's almost like a fancy dinner or something where you have to have <laughs> everyone's name tag kind of thing. And uh, so there's just dozens of times where it stops on a person basically and has like a little... Uh, sign beside them saying their name in English and Chinese and uh I think um, I've seen
0: that in movies before yeah yeah and it uh, seems like a thing
1: that they do in Chinese movies and uh it it there's just like dozens and dozens of people and it's also sort of like stuff like uh there's like a point where like uh Deng Xiaoping is in I think he's like in Paris or something like that or like on a dock or something in Marseille or something and he's just like uh he's like reading about stuff that's happening in China kind of thing or something like that. Cause they have to like conclude him somehow and stuff. So he's kind of like, Oh look, they're, they're founding a communist party. That's a good idea or something, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like just kind of, and like, there's a guy that like plays Mao in it and stuff. And he's kind of just, uh, I don't know. It, it's a, uh, cause it, it, it is an interesting story. Like, it, it, like they ended up founding the party basically on a boat in, in the, harbor in shanghai and stuff and like just like a small group of people Hmm. um uh i think it was like 1921 or 1920 or something like that and uh um anyway so it's a it's i think it was like for the certain anniversary or something like that kind of thing um that the movie came out and then there was another one called founding of the army or of an army which is the about the pla being founded um there's one called, like, I think it's called Founding of a Republic is the one where it's, like, just basically, like, the story of Mao coming to power. And, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I they're, they're, They put a lot of money into them, I think. So, yeah. Um, the one about the founding of a party one is interesting because it shows, like, it shows Tiananmen Square uh, or, like, Tiananmen Square, the actual building, um, w- like, at a certain... Uh, you know like in, in history kind of thing and then and then it zooms forward basically to cars passing in front of it uh in like 2010 or whenever it was filmed or whatever kind of thing as if like you know we come so far baby kind of thing or something like that yeah, kind of thing it's yeah. like you know so i don't know it's neat but uh so i'll have to watch all those but yeah. So I think I think that's a good discovery. I didn't know that. Cuz that's the thing is that it's hard to find a lot of these movies on like normal streaming sites obviously. Yeah. But sure. Like uh so it was good that, you know, they seem to be pretty good quality on YouTube. So I'll watch those. So.
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah, YouTube's great. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I'm bad at that though cuz I never I never used to like uh I never was one of those people that like clicks around on it or like looks around for stuff on it. I just never I just because I get really irritated if it's, like, just a bad video of, like, some weirdo kind of droning on or something like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, uh, or, you know, the, the not, not that, but, like, the boosterist kind of stuff where it's, like, really, really excitable voice kind of thing. And they're like oh, really, yeah, yeah. You know? So I try to avoid that by just not spending much time on it. But, I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that I should be watching, I think. So, you know.
0: Yeah, once you kind of uh, find a few things and the algorithm sort of learns what that you like that stuff and not the yeah. like, you know, like the soy face thumbnail yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then uh, it starts to recommend you better things. Although I I really don't click on the recommended videos super often. I mm-hmm. I kind of just have like my subscriptions list that I've curated over the years and just uh, whatever pops up on there is kind of what I look at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly what I do too, but there's only like a few things that I actually watch all the time, which are like the red letter media videos, um, like half in the the bag and all that kind of stuff, but uh, Mm -hmm. other than
0: that, not much. Yeah, I think our most regularly watched thing is uh, America's Test Kitchen and like food stuff. Mm -hmm. We're always watching that kind of stuff just to get ideas for like what to make, you know? Yeah, that
1: sounds good. Uh, you showed me a little bit of that, but I never really followed up. I should watch that.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a great resource. It's it's really, like, mostly where I learned how to cook was just watching this YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so, anyway, uh, want to get into the questions now? Sure. Okay. Yep. All right, so... Uh, This question just came in a few minutes ago. Um, How easy is it to get a COVID test in Canada? I had mild cold symptoms, young, healthy, and vaccinated, and wanted to be a responsible citizen and get tested. But after half an hour of research, I decided to just pretend I didn't notice my symptoms and carry on as usual. Yeah, this
1: sort of confused me because, uh, I I don't know, it's pretty easy. I don't know what the catch was. I don't know if you're out in some rural area or if it's like... uh, I don't know. Yeah. I maybe maybe it's like one of the things of like the transit involved or something. Like mm. you wouldn't want to like take a taxi if you think that you have this or something. I don't know. Like uh I'm not sure what the catch is here because in my experience it's very, very easy to get tested. I mean I mean I only got tested once very early on in the pandemic, so I don't know. But like uh you can buy testing kits at any uh like pharmacy, I think that are like okay tests for like 20 bucks or 35 bucks or something like that kind of thing so i don't know maybe you think that's a waste of money or something like that too i don't know like that that's but i don't know yeah if you're vaccinated though and you've only got mild symptoms and you just kind of keep to yourself i think you'll probably be okay
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah okay Um, Okay, so the next one is, Going off your organized crime runs the world theory. What was the role of organized crime in early Soviet Russia? I believe the Bolsheviks funded themselves largely through organized crime, and Stalin was especially involved in that. And I think that sort of upheaval would be a great opportunity for people who have violence and organization to step forward into more legitimate and solid positions. Um, I, I think that's very like reasonable a, a very reasonable assumption i don't know the ins and outs of that uh the closest i've ever come to reading something about this kind of stuff uh was not the most reliable source it was a uh, alexander dugan you know oh, yeah. yeah the the russian like master theorist of sure. <laughs> like, whatever eurasian whatever his deal is um but he, he had this one thing that was about like Atlanticist versus, versus uh, Eurasianists or whatever. Yeah. And so it's this kind of a, a theory that he goes into about like all the various powers. So like people in the Soviets, there were Atlanticists and there were Eurasianists in, in the Soviet uh, state. And that that, you know, that he kind of like carried that through to every government and like power in the world. And so one of the things he was talking about was like the... NKVD and organized crime being, like, uh, like very intertwined and, and very blurred, the boundaries between them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That that kind of, like, points in that direction, I guess. But, again, like, you know, it's Alexander Dugan, so take that with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, this question, I think, is more aimed at, like, the 1910s, I guess, or 1900s. Um, I know they yeah, said earlier sure. Soviet Russia, but I think That's that would, it's about like Stalin and stuff when he was robbing banks, I guess, and stuff like that. Um, I would say that their their role in that early on was probably very quite small because you're talking about like, even in 1917, uh, I think that the number of people that were like dedicated Bolsheviks uh, members um, in towards like the maybe mid half of 1917 or later was something like, it was less than a hundred thousand people. I think it was like 80,000 or 60,000 or something like that kind of thing, you know, uh, in the whole country. And, uh, I think that it was true that it was like criminalized stuff so that like they were involved in crime. I think that's separate from like organized crime as like a overarching thing, which, uh, um, I'm not sure how that operated in Russia at the time. It's true that like the mafia in Russia did end up, uh, infiltrating like a lot of Soviet society and stuff like that. So that later on and stuff like there were like a lot of black markets and stuff. And, and, you know, it did have some relationship with the state in that, like they had people that they kind of owned in the police and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I'm not sure how different that is from a lot of places other than like the, or at least a lot of places that have certain problems with shortages and stuff, you know, and just, uh, and not and import controls and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, but you know, that, that is one of the most popular theories obviously is of, uh, capitalist restoration is that like, there's a lot of people that in organized crime and stuff that had incentives to, uh, have, uh, be able to capture different parts of production and stuff like that. And, and, you know, live richer ri- lives and all that kind of stuff. And I get that, but I don't know. I think that there was a, there's a lot of reasons on top of that too, that you can't just like, uh, a lot of people just kind of say it's crime and spies basically right that there's just it was organized crime plus the fact that like the united states was trying to overthrow them and uh, i think there was probably a lot more involved but yeah so mm-hmm. i think that there was an internal logic of reform uh, especially at the top that that uh, it was that was it was not straightforward like conspiracy as much as uh, you know it's all, all these different parts moving together kind of thing like i think that part of it was the fact that like gorbachev kept trying experimentally kind of thing to do different reforms in different parts that weren't coordinated well and then it just sort of collapsed you know in terms of like uh, huge debts and all this kind of stuff that they were developing and stuff so yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah it, it really would be nice to see like a someone do a study of that kind of thing but i, there are, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that that exists Maybe, but I I just i am not aware of it.
1: There's a book I have uh, which just is like polling and stuff, and it's called something like... uh, um, something like Collapse from the Top or something like that kind of thing or whatever. And it's it's about like uh, how the Soviets... uh, that the average person didn't want the Soviet Union to collapse, basically, kind of thing, or at least not to become capitalist and stuff. Um, But I find that sort of polling and stuff is not really... Um, it's hard. It's hard to sort of know what that t- to make of it, kind of thing. Especially if, like, you know, like uh, I don't know. It, 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 I think it's very easy to to pull either way on these kind of things, too. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, and you know, so. But it does seem to be the fact that, like, it it was all different types of elites that had a strong interest in reforms and stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh so let's move on. Next one says, Tom thinks he's edgier than he is. True or false? So let's see. Let's break this down. So I am the edgiest person alive. Mhm. But I don't think that I'm ed- edgy at all. So I th- I think I I, th- I actually think I'm less edgy than I am. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Yeah.
1: I I would say that like there's a lot of things that you probably think are like common sense to you that are not really that controversial. Uh that if you like explain them to a person in flippant sound bites, uh it would probably uh get you cancelled online and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but like uh um I think it's probably true too that, like, at the end of the day, uh, you're not like you're not the kind of troll that, like, uh, well, at least as far as I know, that would like harass someone's funeral or something like that. Kind
0: of or <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of leave it at the at the keyboard. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Case closed. Um, Is it the misogynist in me, or did they at some point stop enforcing you should actually sound good for hiring radio presenters, particularly if they are female? It feels like every other presenter on NPR and the likes is either doing vocal fry or sounds extremely nasal. Um, NPR, huh? I I haven't listened to NPR in a long time. I don't even know.
1: Sure, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're listening to um, I don't know. We're, uh, we're pretty low energy on this podcast in a lot of ways. So it's not like maybe we shouldn't be casting stones or something like that, but like, uh, um, no, I know. I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I, I find this more with like TikTok or something like that, or like YouTube and stuff like where there's just, uh, it's very very bizarre the different voices people use and like all the different people use like strange accents now and like uh but also like the computerized voice like the auto
0: yeah man tabs watches tiktok stuff sometimes and i just hear like that like robotic voice like no cap and it's just like really weird hearing them like say like this teenage slang and i don't know Mm -hmm. it's very strange yeah, I, I really don't know what is going on in the in the real radio world. Uh, I I mean I th- I guess podcasters uh, run the gamut as far as vocal quality. You know, you have uh, very sonorous voices like ours, and then you have uh, not so good ones. Hmm. All right. So next question: uh, Should you try to keep in touch with old friends if you're always the one who initiates contact? On the one hand, it feels right to fight against inertia and reach out to avoid isolation. On the other hand, maybe they really don't like you anymore and you should stop bothering them.
1: Yeah, I had this problem uh, for years where uh, I would, uh, I would like, you know, because of depression and stuff, I would just like self-isolate a lot kind of thing. Like just cut off all contacts. I would do things like basically shut down my Facebook or whatever and just like not talk to people. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that like people are so busy in different ways, like in their own weird ways that like, you know, they might like reach out here or there, but most of the times it's going to be like, okay, that like it's basically like, okay, that person's in some sort of weird state right now. I'll, uh, you know, it, it, you know what I mean? They just sort of, they just like, okay, that's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? They just go, okay, well maybe they'll reach out later on. Stuff like that, like where... Uh, it becomes more kind of like your position to be you know uh, and there's you know and then if you're always in the machine connect there might be you know they might just be busy or something like that are not really thinking to do that or whatever and stuff and um, I know I know for me a lot of the time it's uh, people uh, people think that I'm more busy than I am sometimes or something like that kind of thing I think or like that like uh, there's some reason why they shouldn't contact me or something like you know I mean like I don't know it, a lot of the time it's just it's just miscommunication confusion stuff like that so um I think it's true that like yeah there are people that like you just gotta have to keep bugging or else they won't get back to you and stuff and you know there is sort of a limit to that maybe but like uh um I don't know uh it's just uh I guess you gotta have to ask yourself at the end of the day like what you want out of that interaction and stuff like that too right yeah like yeah, so like, yeah
0: you know um, it depends so, but, oh, how old these yeah. friends are you know like if it's like people you haven't talked to in 20 years and they're like sure. live in a different country or whatever you know like they're completely yeah. uh, you know what are you trying to get out of that exactly sure. you know like it, yeah. it maybe you're just trying to say hi or something Um, but if it's somebody who like you just used to hang out with a bunch and now you, for whatever reason COVID or whatever you haven't so much anymore and you want to just get back into that, then that's another thing. And you should probably keep on that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I find it like probably the least probable thing is that uh, the person just like flipped to, they don't like you anymore. You know? Sure. Like that's probably the least likely thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know like me, I'm I almost never feel the impulse to do this to like reach sure. out and <laughs> initiate contact with people. So it's yeah. almost always people reaching out to me, which is like I know that's not great. Like that's kind of a, a shitty thing to do, but it's just like it doesn't doesn't cross my mind. I don't know. I, I it's always uh, uh like incidental or um, you know it's not. I'm not like trying to avoid people. It just uh, doesn't occur to me sure so yeah yeah I, I don't know i it really depends on the situation but I, I would just keep trying i guess yeah okay um next one says that one pope who caught the plague died of the plague was obviously not in god's favor that one president of the united states who caught coronavirus survived coronavirus was clearly in god's favor hmm
1: well you know Obviously, like, these things can go either way, like, maybe they died of the plague because otherwise they would have uh, had some worse fate otherwise, you know, and then if, uh, you know, maybe the president just got coronavirus as, like, a, a attempt to sort of, like, shake him up a bit, wake him up a bit, see what's going on or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, just to was put a, him on a better, better path than he would have been on.
0: Stuff, so. It was a test of our faith, like dinosaur bones. You sure, know? exactly, yeah. yeah um so
1: that all this stuff like this like god's favor and all that kind of stuff is, is to me is always like i don't know I, I feel like if if uh if there is some sort of like plan to the universe it's probably so complex
0: oh yeah of that course like, that
1: like <laughs> trying to divine whether or not someone has favor or something like that or whatever it just be like impossible so, especially
0: when you boil it down to like really crude things of like Who has the crown, you know, like that, that falls apart really fast. If you scrutinize it at all. Uh, Yeah. I really doubt that's how things work. Um, all right, let's scoot on to the next one here. How can I submit my idea for a mini series to Netflix? It's about a kick-ass girl boss journalist. Think Melissa McCarthy who, while on board a flight to D.C. to cover the first female president's inauguration, hears the pilot utter a phrase that she knows is code for far-right sympathies, think, let's go, Brandon, and proceeds to go Rambo on flight attendants and air marshals and fight her way into the locked cockpit to discover the pilot Michael Otto, throwback to Mohammed Atta, played by Flula Borg, who is a 10th generation German-American that for some reason talks with Hans Gruber's cartoonish German accent, is a QAnon follower and plans to crash the plane into, an inauguration ther- uh, into the inauguration ceremony, a plan which is stopped by our brave journalist asking him if he has got no shame, and awakening his conscience. The final episode covers our hero's trial, think the movie Sully, for having killed an air marshal on her way to the cockpit in which she is acquitted because it wouldn't have been necessary if the white male air marshal had listened to her instead of mansplaining how she is not allowed to breach the cockpit door elfin
1: yeah that sounds great i don't know um hmm it'd be interesting to see if you could get like a real journalist to do this too or something like that too like instead of Instead of getting someone to play them, you could get, like, well, I know it's got to be a girl boss, but, you know, someone like Anderson Cooper would be good, too, or something like that, you know? Yeah, maybe Katie Couric could do it or something, yeah. And then, like, people would be like, oh, it's like – and then she could, like – it could be, like, one of those uh, James Patterson novels where, like, they – it it includes the thoughts of, like, Hillary Clinton or something like that kind of thing. You know, like, all the different – or, like, Bill Clinton. Like, it it will, like, include – uh, things that only journalists would know or something like that kind of stuff or whatever and uh people you know um i'm not even sure if you want it to be netflix you might want to just make it a movie and uh um you know so that you can get an oscar for it so yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah that sounds good to me Uh, all right uh so here's the next one after that journalist admitted to having censored rbg basically telling kaepernick to go back where you came from if you don't like it is it more than 50 percent likely that she died of covid and they covered it up so that she doesn't look stupid and people don't get mad at the couple whose wedding she officiated i i have no idea about any of this (laughs) okay okay. i didn't know that uh this happened with the telling kaepernick anything i don't know what this wedding is i don't know any of this
1: okay okay so what happened was uh it's katie kirk was the journalist and uh she uh interviewed rbg um i guess it would be like almost two years ago now or something uh, about nfl players kneeling at the the football games uh in protest for uh, um you know black lives matter stuff whatever and in the story that came out she was kind of like uh the reporting on it was basically like okay well she said, "She thought it was disgraceful that you would do that, or something like that kind of thing. Like you shouldn't do that, whatever." That's fine. It turned out that Katie Couric, uh, in a book that she wrote now, like just uh, recently, um, admitted that she, it was actually like the the answer was like a lot longer and like worse kind of thing in, in the sense that like <laughs> she, she went full Kramer. Like, yeah, basically, she went she went on and on about like how, uh, um, you know she's like imagine all the privileges that you get from being in this country and stuff like that and and all this kind of stuff and like that they should be grateful for it and all this kind of stuff really really like you know uh going deep into uh anti-black lives matter kind of stuff and uh so katie couric was basically like well i think maybe she didn't understand the question (laughs) <laughs> so I, am going to, and she like called David Brooks and stuff. and was like, here's what I've got. Should I like, it basically, it was like a whole thing. It was like a very, very clear situation where she, uh, held back the answer, even though like, you know, if you're an interviewer, you're supposed to do the opposite, right? You're supposed to like lay it all out there kind of thing. And instead she was like, well, I don't want to like hurt her. And, uh, she was still on the Supreme court at the time. Obviously she died in office, but like, uh, um, that's like, uh, it's pretty, you know, and, uh, so anyway, so this guy is saying that, uh, um, she, RBG probably died of COVID and, uh, they're trying to like hide it so that she doesn't look stupid. Um, and do you remember this, the wedding thing? No, no, no. idea. There was a picture a few days or like maybe it wasn't that long before she died, um, of her at doing like officiating a wedding even though like covid was on and stuff like that and stuff so it, there's like this funny picture of her just kind of standing there with the couple there and stuff and it, i don't know it it was one of those things where people are like going like why uh is she allowed to do this or something like that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know? and uh, um and then she died
0: shortly after so yeah you know. all right I don't know. I I saw the Kaepernick documentary on Netflix the other day and I was scrolling yeah. through and the thumbnail has him standing in front of a light and he's got this big Afro, like a 70s style Afro, you know? Yeah. So the light is illuminating his Afro so that it like forms a halo around him and he's like standing <laughs> there with it, like his arms crossed. And I heard that, I haven't watched it, but I heard in this documentary, he compares uh, playing in the NFL to slavery like like he yeah. says it's the same thing it's the same oppression you know that's funny, which is I mean he that he's just <laughs> on another planet yeah. I know that's crazy the halo thing is what really got me I was like, Are you serious man you kneeled and yeah. this is like your big you're you're Jesus now, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, um. But yeah, anyway, the Kerry Kirk stuff was just funny because uh, she she openly admitted that, like, you know, her job, as she sees it, was basically to protect powerful democratic figures and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, like the the self awareness of it was maybe I shouldn't have done that or something like that. But like, you got to go. Okay, well, what else are they? <laughs> what else are they hiding from you? Kind of thing, you know. So it's like,
0: yeah, mm. I don't know. Okay. Um. Next question here says, "Is it possible for animals to have a religion?" So in Islam, all animals are Muslim, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, that's the the famous catchphrase. Um. Yeah. So like, religion is kind of construed differently in Islam, right? Like, uh, we have the word "deen," which is you can say that. Uh, it definitely means religion like it, it can mean that but it's more expansive it can also just mean like a a way like a way of life or something it, it's it's sure. uh it's possible for someone to be like for for you to talk about someone's dean and for them to not subscribe to any kind of religion like you can talk about the dean of like atheists or or whatever and um so yeah animals could you could certainly say that they have like a dean uh that that really wouldn't be an unusual thing to say and there's also uh, some ideas that i've found pretty interesting but i don't think they're like uh like any mainstream thing but they're pretty interesting about um so there's a verse in the quran that says that we've made the uh animals into communities like like you like humanity so that um uh, and it uses the word ummah, so that animals have their own ummas. So there have been some ideas that, does that mean that they also have their own prophets? Because that's the basis of uh, of an ummah in Islam, It's like the idea that they there was a prophet that kind of formed a community, you know? So, um, I don't know, I kind of think the idea of like different animals having a a perfect guide you know like a perfect dog a perfect horse a perfect fish you know and they're Mm -hmm. all like emulating that dog and or whatever they're emulating that animal following its sunnah and everything it is kind of cute yeah it's cute
1: yeah um uh i would say no foul beasts have no religion that's
0: what i'll say (laughs) okay Uh, Alright, so do a majority of Canadian people really use the word bum when they're talking about an ass? That's fucked up.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. I oh, yeah? Know. I don't know. Is that... Do you not say that in the United States, or what's up? That
0: sounds very, like, British, sort of inflected to me. People okay. don't really say bum unless they're talking about, like, a homeless person or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we say bum, I think.
0: Is That's that... It's a common... Uh, like, uh, how rude is that? Like you you could say bum around a kid i guess but it, it's a little bit unusual but i guess you could say like oh he fell on his bum or something yeah it's not rude it's kind of like that like almost like kid level appropriate sort of yeah thing? okay it's like saying
1: pee instead of piss
0: yeah i i, I like to say I i don't like to say piss me either yeah the this kind of sounds too much like the act sure it's kind of gross yeah sounds vulgar yeah um okay uh so for people who are supposedly most open-minded about gender and sexuality liberals sure do love closeted gay as their go-to insult against anyone they don't like for whatever reason um maybe they used to i don't i feel like i don't see that very often anymore
1: i i see it a lot i think oh yeah it's they I still do, do. yeah there's also, like, a common backlash to it now that like, there is, like, a thing of, like, oh, don't say that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I see both. But I, I see... Anytime that it gets someone will post something like that, um, and then you also see the thing. But I don't know. I hear that a lot. And uh, people will say it all the time about, like, uh, um, you know, like, Roger or something like that, you know, or, like, all the different conservative guys always get uh, that sort of insult and... I think it's it's obviously true that they have something going on in terms of, like, their opinions and stuff. Like, there's some psychosexual stuff, obviously, in what they're saying and stuff, and, like, some weirdness involved in that. But, like, uh, um, yeah, I think that's... I think it's pretty common. It's hard, though, because it's one of those things where insults always have to be drawn on sort of, like, cultural whatever like the culture kind of says in its most conservative form or something like that is the bad thing to be kind of thing, you know, like, uh, like you can't insult someone just by saying what they are basically. Right. Like in terms of like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it not like, I mean, if, unless you're like using a slur or a swearing. Oh, or okay. Like okay. I was thinking but like, well, <laughs> here's a, you can't just yell at someone like that's conservative and yell, conservative or something yeah like that yeah okay i, I hear care. what you're saying yeah yeah you have to be like you're a fascist or something like that you know right and uh and that's also why it doesn't really work that well if it if they are a fascist kind of thing <laughs> because you just yell you're a fascist and they're like yep <laughs> kind of thing you know <laughs> like uh but like uh yeah i mean that's why people tend to yell swear words or slurs or insults and stuff like that uh, even if they're progressive and stuff like that in other ways because uh, it has to hurt somehow. It has to be something that like is shameful or something like that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, although that is also obviously used as like an argument for natural law kind of stuff where it's like, oh, even you know that this is bad or something like that kind of thing, you know, but like, I don't know, it gets kind of silly that way, but yeah.
0: Yeah, like I, I do agree with you that that's drawn from the present cultural configuration you know it's like whatever yeah kind of is you say it because you know it it's offensive to them you don't say it because you philosophically have decided that it's a bad thing usually like those kind of insults tend to be pretty weak like it's kind of dorky sounding um yeah i don't know the the, this thing of calling people closeted gays or whatever is a go-to insult um I think that's fair game, but it's pretty, like, lame and weak if you're just True. saying that to somebody. If purely on the basis of, like, they have conservative views about, like, sexuality or, or whatever. That's, yeah. that's pretty, like, that, that just tells me you can't think of any possible reason why people would disagree with you about something except, like, they're hiding something there you know there's some weird hang-up that they ha- like that that just kind of tells me a lot about the person say, uh, like saying the insult it, it doesn't really work yeah. very well now if someone is kind of apparently sort of like to in you know a closeted gay person who is like anti-gay or something then yeah go right ahead that's a clear and obvious sort of thing to like point out you know
1: well, a lot of it ends up coming up. I think. I think the more reasonable time that it comes up is when the people, uh, that, like the target, uh, is sort of like protesting too much about it, kind of thing. In the way that, like, they're going on and on about, like, yeah, sure.
0: There's true sexuality. People get and, like, weird really about it. For sure. And,
1: you know, and and uh, I get that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So you have a pass from us, I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll move on here. What are some of your optimistic predictions about the future? As in, do you think there's anything about the world or society which you think is going to get better or that you're looking forward to?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm a socialist, so I think that, like, things probably will get better in terms of like coordination of basic stuff at least like people like in terms of development human development and stuff people get more educated more better like healthy i think i don't know i'm pretty per- optimistic that like some form of socialism uh will end up happening probably in the future and stuff and there's certain good things associated with that um In terms of things getting better in different ways, I don't, I'm not sure like specifics beyond that, kind of like in terms of economic stuff. um, I I assume that some sort of cultural stuff might get better in terms of like uh, the level of education, maybe or something like that. I'm not sure, but like uh, I also think technology probably get better Mm -hmm. in terms of like green tech and all that kind of stuff. And like, hopefully. Our harmony with the environment in different ways or whatever. So yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, I I agree. I think a lot of those things are, are likely. Um I I I don't feel the same kind of like impending catastrophe thing that a lot of people seem to feel, especially about like climate and stuff like that. I yeah. I, I think we'll sort it out. I don't know. I don't have good reason to yeah. believe that, but I just kind of feel that in my gut. And uh yeah. so I imagine things will Like, if you think about people who are, like, old now, like, really old right now, and where their lives were, or, like, where the world was when they were in their 30s and whatnot, things have changed quite a bit. I imagine we're going to at least continue that pace unless things really go off the rails. So, um, a lot of the things that really suck are going to continue to suck and get worse, but a lot of the things that we kind of, uh... I want to say take for granted but just sort of like are the particular conditions that we live in that you can kind of take or leave that are sort of neutral value neutral um they will continue on whatever trajectory so they like technology for example uh i think that will probably improve our lives in various ways i think um it's possible that things will continue to like become more decentralized and stuff like that. And that's going to have its own positives and negatives. So like the positives are that are something to look forward to. Uh, Yeah. I, I think there will be major changes as we kind of get older and as time goes forward and whatnot. Um, and that, uh, some of those changes will be pretty massively negative, but there will be positives to them that we will be able to enjoy, you know, just like we can, uh, say like Colton mining is, is pretty bad, but we do get to have little phones in our pocket that have access to the internet. So that's cool. You know, so stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, all right. So should sex robots be held as sinful? Uh, so what sin would it be here? I don't think it would count as fornication or adultery i think it would be more like a masturbation level sin yeah that
1: would be i think in traditional catholic thing it would be yeah not uh it would be considered sex for uh, non-procreative purposes or whatever unless
0: Um, unless there's a you know pregnant (laughs) robots like they have pregnant men emojis they got pregnant men pregnant robot
1: emojis yeah yeah um Yeah, I mean, in in my my particular viewpoint, whatever it's not. I don't. I don't think that. uh, I don't know. It just it just seems weird to me. I'm not sure I'm gonna dive into the theology of it, but yeah, um, yeah. So and and the people that whenever they post the pictures of the people that have these things, whatever, or some you know the dolls, whatever, they don't seem very happy. I don't know. They seem like their lives are not in good. You think? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for sure. And uh, they're always at like that, like different conferences and stuff and whatever. I don't know. Very, very strange.
0: Yeah. To me, it's like if this is even like if you're even considering something like this, uh, I'm not worried about that particular thing. It's more like what has brought you to this place where this is a real like decision that you're pondering. I I think like uh, at that point, it's like time to consider some things about the way your life is going
1: yeah they like give them names and stuff and yeah film them and and a lot lots of strange stuff going on there you know it's sort of like
0: kids with imaginary friends that take it too far
1: yeah do you know what's scary is that like to me is that like how, how how do people walk around the world like just going through their day whatever with like all these people around them and like half of them have stuff like this going on or something you know <laughs> half like of them. I, don't know, just, I mean you know what i mean you just walk around you like see someone and you're like you're like that person probably is like a, a qanon person or something like that you know like just different strange things going on it's a strange planet very very strange place
0: I, my assumption is like everyone around me is like making six figures and they have a like a very active social life. They're all happy. I don't know. I, like people talk about getting depressed going on Instagram and seeing all their friends like kind of showing off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I don't really get depressed about it, but I feel that way about just like just normal people walking around. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. I just assume they have great lives. You know, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, no, it doesn't make me feel bad or anything. It's just, uh, that's my working assumption. So when, whenever something like becomes apparent to me that like, oh, all these people are miserable or like, there's this weird thing that it's like probably affects like every other person that you like just see on the street or whatever. That's like every single time it's surprising to me.
1: I have basically the, the sort of mindset of the people that think that they're being, uh, gang stalked basically. Kind of thing, like the people that like, you're walking down the street and you just think random people are gonna like try to stab you or something like that. But like constantly, kind of thing, you just see people. Uh, I've got that sort of like as an underlying base, uh, sort of like drum, sort of like a hum, like a hum there that's kind of like there. I just sort of assume that people are trying like out to like get me or like to to uh, somehow ruin it. Which it's strange because like I also have like a lot of like positive views of like humanity in different ways kind of thing of like socialism stuff. <laughs> they want to gangsta like me rational. to help me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh i do have that sort of like underlying thing where like i just uh i feel like everyone's about to turn on me or something and i'm just like oh yeah so so when i hear stuff like this i'm like oh yeah that makes sense like all the different sex robots or whatever i'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. that that's what these kind of people are up to the humans or whatever so yeah yeah, yeah. so
0: What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So this just kind of brought to mind uh, this thing that I used to see about Osama bin Laden. And uh, people would kind of, like, quote this thing. I guess it was printed somewhere that, like, that he personally believed that uh, masturbation was sinful unless there was a pressing need or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. And that that, like, people kind of point that out as, like, some kind of, like oh what a wacky kind of crazy cult leader or whatever but that is the standard islamic position and by what a pressing need means is that if it will literally be the difference between you like raping somebody and not like if if Mm -hmm. to masturbate would stop you from rape then it it's not sinful which is Mm -hmm. um i mean it, it there's a certain logic to it it's not like it's a that ever comes up. It's just like that's a logical kind of argument. You know what I mean? Like there's a Sure it's not like that's something that I think anyone really uh sees very often as a as an occurrence. But um so I, I don't know where that is tied to Bin Laden exactly. Like maybe he was just asked this once or something and he kinda just gave the textbook answer. But that's just the standard Sunni position. So Um, that always Mm -hmm. kind of bugged me when it was like, look at all these weird, look at this weird guy. It's like, well, that's what, that's just what Muslims believe about this. So I don't know. Sure. You're just kind of framing it in this bizarre way, you know? Yeah. But to be honest, you
1: believe that about everything else that he said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but let's take it case by case. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yep. Um, anyway, um, Oh, here we go. Uh, hello, losers. This is a message from Shadow Tom and Shadow Donald. Tell your idiot audience to tune into our far superior podcast, You Can Win, which is all about real estate speculation and cheating on your hot wife while we stroke our goatees and laugh at you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, snuck in a, a plug for another podcast there. I should have screened that. Sure. Uh, oh, well. Got us again shadow tom and shadow Tom. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah nice to hear from him. sure okay uh what's the likelihood that we see a serious parody attempt against fauci or nih by a loony maga chud i'm personally surprised it hasn't happened already uh so by parody i think they're talking about assassination
1: yep It is sort of strange that you don't see too much of this kind of thing. I don't know. You know what
0: I was thinking about? I I was literally thinking about exactly this thing, and that it's kind of like ISIS never attacks Israel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. QAnon never attacks Fauci. So maybe Mm -hmm. QAnon is actually like Fauci's thing. Sure. It's like somehow you know four dimensional chess to gin up vaccine sales or something <laughs> yeah 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 he's making huge bucks off of this on both sides
1: did you see that story about Greece where uh, doctors were being bribed to inject uh, patients with the uh, just sterile water or something like that kind of thing like so that uh, instead of the vaccine but then record them as the vaccine so that like, oh they, i heard uh,
0: about that going on yeah. in like uh central america or south america or something yeah like,
1: but but they uh then the doctors in- injected them with the normal vaccine anyways and just told them they didn't and uh, <laughs> that was what the story was it was kind of like we got them we like took their bribe and then did the normal thing we we're supposed to do anyways i don't know that's kind of that's kind of it's not really ethical, <laughs> but, like, it's, it is kind of funny, so. Yeah.
0: um, I don't know. The, the whole vaccine could, politics is yeah. so, I'm, I'm so it is. over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's me just yeah. enough already.
1: Like, even, even now, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's American, so it doesn't really affect me, but I'm like, who's still angry at Fauci or something? You know, like, who cares? He's just some weird guy. I don't know. Yeah, I know they like they released like the new information or something like that about him doing different experiments or something. I don't know. I can't keep track of that. I don't know. I don't know any of that. So,
0: yeah, I, I guess it sort of substantiates the the claim that it, that uh, COVID came from a lab and the gain of function research and all that stuff. I don't know. I I can't. I, I don't, can't, I don't care enough to really like pay attention and look into it and figure out what what's what. But I will say, um, Professor Pizzagate uh I, I you know people were a little bit upset for a while like maybe a year or so after he kind of like came on and was t- telling us about what he thought about the vaccines and stuff i i think um uh, more and more it seems that um i don't know i think he he kind of nailed it
1: yeah he was right about all the booster stuff and all that stuff that how we'd have to keep getting the shots and mm-hmm.
0: and uh, the vaccines and, uh... being pretty ineffective and bullshitty and stuff to
1: some extent i mean yeah i mean it did it did knock down the case totals but like uh Mm -hmm. um, but yeah as like a total solution or something like that yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
0: oh that's that's that was always his thing right that like you the vaccine is not the solution to anything like they're not going to work very well and yeah at at containing the the virus you have to kind of lockdown and quarantine and all that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. that's like the one thing that we refuse to do. So
1: Yeah, I mean they they've they've really given up completely in North America any sort of like contract contact tracing kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I remember early on when they, they looked at like the the early transit of the viruses, we would talk about like super spreader events and all that kind of stuff. I mean we're having super spreader events all the time now. Mm-hmm and uh none of that uh it's not like it's in the newspapers anymore even it's just we just get like case totals of thousands of thousands of cases right every day in the united states and canada took combined in like uh that like the idea now the reason why that was that was not all because of the liberal side of it it was also because the conservative side you know I mean, it's like you know what I mean, like like from the perspective of like a liberal administrator, they could blame it maybe on the more right wing stuff, but it's like you know, it's a it, it, there's still been a very very strange shift towards tolerance of just a, it's not like COVID zero in, in China or something like that kind of thing where they just uh, yeah
0: they try to clamp it down. like in, it, so. in a in a way like the the vaccines are kind of been this is a negative aspect of that because people just let their guard down and feel like very responsible. Like, oh, I'm being responsible. I got my shot. So now I can go and participate in these super spreader events that they were screaming at people about doing, you know, like remember the kids and on spring break or whatever. And everyone was, yeah. Now everyone just does that all the time.
1: Well, the difference is that like, I mean, the vaccine does change that uh in a way but like, well
0: uh, not enough that it's just like problem solved i mean
1: i know sure but i mean like a lot of the cases that are existing now are from people that have not been vaccinated and stuff so it's not like you know i mean like it's it's uh it's it's and it's been hard to sort of force people to get vaccinated and stuff like that too so it's like yeah it's it, it ends up being, like, the political culture war in the United States between Republicans and Democrats, like, ends up filtering it through. So when people hear stuff like Prog- Professor Pizzagate talking about this kind of stuff, they hear, oh, this guy's a Republican, even though it's funny because a lot of what he's saying is almost, like, more liberal than – I mean, more, you know, left whatever than the official left line, which is basically, like, we can tolerate – uh a rolling uh number of cases if people you know i mean like Mm -hmm. it's like he he is criticizing from a perspective that is more cautious than uh you know but when you hear people criticizing the vaccine effectiveness and stuff in the general public that's all coded as far right uh stuff about how the vaccine's not i mean the, the disease itself is not a worry right yeah you know like
0: the the general kind of media voice is uh, just very like cheerleadery and uh y- you know casting any kind of criticism as like conspiratorial political you know and all that kind of stuff and I think he's coming from it from a more like well these are like the standard procedures in medicine and we're not following these and there's problems with not following these things you know so um yeah yeah I, I think the the thing that he's Uh, concern i mean we should just have him on instead of like kind of speaking for him but (laughs) um you know in the group chat that we're in he's been talking a lot about like uh the about kids getting the vaccines and how that's not a good idea because of the heart problems that it causes and stuff and and the the rate at which those kind of problems occur so we'll see now that they're starting to kind of mandate um young kids get them and stuff so yeah we will have him on again soon yeah yeah for sure he's overdue
1: yeah, he was also going to maybe talk about some of the climate change stuff, so we can see about that too. Yeah, um, something he knows a lot about too. So yeah.
0: Um, okay. Uh, so this is what's your favorite piece of autobiographical information revealed by semi-anonymous Twitter personalities that you saw coming from miles away? Mine is Amy Therese bragging about having been institutionalized. Um, I don't know. I don't really care
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i, I amy theresa and i are mutually blocked and uh, that's fine and i don't know you at a certain point you got to move on from that stuff i don't know you can't you can't i mean it, there's certain fun things but like dunking on people who uh, you don't like and all that kind of stuff but like turning into a quest or something you got to be kind of careful about that kind of stuff like i don't know like 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 there are different people that Uh, i follow sort of as like their career you know twitter careers in terms of like they're very strange people or grotesque in different ways and stuff like that i i do that too but i always feel like that is more shameful than whatever they're doing kind of thing or something like that you know what i mean like that like following the bad stuff that people do uh at some level is basically like it's just basically like you're the you're the voyeur of someone doing something bad you you yourself doing that you shouldn't do be doing that kind of thing or something like that so i mean yeah. i wouldn't brag about someone being institutionalized i i uh you know i mean like uh insult them too much because uh i have been an outpatient and stuff like that it kind of struck me as sort like... of funny to imagine like <laughs>
0: two nut jobs fighting you know like the meme <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so uh um uh,
1: yeah So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't think of a good one anyways, like off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, Um, me neither. I I really don't get into all this gossipy kind of, like Twitter's best when people just post funny stuff that stands on its own and isn't connected to all this, like he said, she said stuff. Like it's so gay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like some of that stuff, but like, uh, um, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, There's sort of, yeah, I mean, I like a lot. A lot of the stuff that is like I enjoy from this kind of stuff, like semi-anonymous Twitter people or whatever, are are people that are like my friends and stuff. Like they're not like they're not like the the stuff. I'm not like negative against it. You know, what I mean, it's more kind of like I find out something about someone that's really funny or something like that or whatever, or like is strange, and uh, it makes me think better of them usually. So I don't know. That's true. Sure. You know, it's not like uh, and uh, because. There's lots of people that we know that, like, just uh, they have different things that have happened in their lives or whatever and stuff like that, just totally off the wall or whatever kind of thing. So, I mean, even stuff like there's, like, a poster named Sober Boner, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, he was shot, like, three times or something like that. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And and So, it's just. That's pretty funny. It's, it's, uh, he's, 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 he can be a bit wild, but it's, like, stuff like that. It's, like, I don't know. It's neat that, uh. I don't know. You just it, it's 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 that meme of like comparing real life to the internet and stuff like that kind of thing. When you're in real life, just kind of walking around, and just like everyone's seems kind of like a bit boring or whatever. Kind of stuff yeah, like that, compared to like stuff like that. So. I
0: did. I thought of an answer for this one. Brace Belden, you know Truanon, He works yeah. right down the hall from me at Langley. Oh right. Yeah, we have probably passed each other tons of times in the, in the hallway and like never sure connected the dots. So that'll be mine. Sure. That'll be my answer. Okay. Sure. Um, okay. Let maybe wrap up with the next one here. Sure. Okay. All right. So this will be the last one for today. Uh, why is the word prostitute being replaced with sex worker worker by people who believe there should be no stigma in being a prostitute slash sex worker? Like I would not grimace and whisper, woodworker, every time someone says the word carpenter, because I actually don't think there's anything wrong with being a carpenter. I don't get that either, to be honest, uh, I, like, prostitute seems always like a technical term to me, not like some kind of slur thing, but, you know, people just kind of, like, decide things are bad words now, so I, I don't know, but it kind of makes sense for them to be the ones deciding it, I guess, but I, whatever, I don't, I don't, I, I think it is a bad thing to be a sex worker or a prostitute. So I don't really have a problem still using that word. Even if they're telling me yeah. like, don't say that. It makes, it sounds like you think it's a bad thing. It's like, well, I do think it's a bad thing. So I guess I'll keep using it.
1: Yeah. I think that the idea is that like uh, a prostitute is like a, it's like that is labeled. as like a specific type of crime, I guess, kind of thing. It's like a certain type of thing. It means like giving yourself up basically, you know, like, uh, and uh it's it it built into the word as an idea of shame i guess i don't know so or at least like in our culture. you see this constantly with everything though people just try to constantly change the terms and stuff to make it more to soften it and stuff and uh i'm not sure what that would come after this it, it, but like uh you know um I, I think that like uh the worker part is it's supposed to be like uh um
0: Tying it into like labor politics and yeah communism and so, all this stuff,
1: yeah. So, and uh, and also because it comes out of uh, union movements, uh, people create like under you know like uh, not like formal unions, but like unions that are like uh, solidarity un- solidarity unions where you know there'll be like a sex workers union in a particular place, and uh, they sort of get services for people and all this kind of stuff and that and uh, I think that like the union thing came like in terms of like organizing that kind of stuff or at least informally came before the term change I think the term change was an outcome of that type of organizing so um I don't know to me like I'll just say whatever is the more current uh, respectful term just to be respectful that's you I mean like I don't I, I feel like a lot of the, like different social issues. I, I, it's like, you know, when people kind of go, oh well, if it doesn't affect you, don't, uh, you know, dive into the debate, whatever. I'm fine with that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I just I won't then. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna like, I know, like, and that's not really. I mean, then the the, the counter argument after that ends up being like, well, no, you have to be a good ally and like, wade into the debate deeply and like help raise funds for them and stuff like that. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm just not going to get involved in a lot of that stuff. So, you know, yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was a fun
0: chat of an
1: episode. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Covered a lot of ground there. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, thanks for listening guys. If you like this episode and you'd like a second episode of you can't win every week, you can get that by subscribing to our Patreon for $5 a month. You'll get that as well as access to our discord where you can chat with us you want to send us anonymous questions to answer like we did on this episode you can do that by going to our twitter account at you can't Win pod and uh, you'll find a link to the curious cat pin there thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week